The full crew is back together. We visit the Family Gathering News Desk, hosted by Valentine. Jonathan and Derek talk about new Commander decks. Legacy has officially infiltrated the podcast, thanks to Joe. And our Pauper Tournament has started. Four rounds done. So, so many more to go. Send us your feedback at familygatheringpodcast at gmail.com. Find more info about the show at familygatheringpodcast.com. Welcome back to the Family Gathering Podcast, where we keep magic in the family. I'm Jonathan. I'm Val. I'm Derek. And I'm Joe. And today we're going to be talking about a lot of things. A lot of things. I don't think as much random stuff as last time when it was just Joe and I, but we do have a lot to cover today. It's been a yeah. busy couple weeks of magic. Yes, and actually starting with, not just on our end, but Magic the Gathering news as a whole, I think we have an update from our newest anchor at the anchor desk of Family Gathering News. So let's talk about some news, Valentine. Okay. Hi. Uh, um, news from coming from Family Gathering podcast. We got Warhammer. 40k. That is a tabletop game that I don't know really anything yeah. about. Uh, well, for Warhammer's tabletop miniatures, and so if you think of, you know, Magic, you're putting cards on the table, and it has the same basic combat structure uh, to where to attack, you just turn creatures, and every creature can hit your opponent. With 40k, you're actually using figures, and those figures have power, and the figures actually occupy spaces too, and it's you know it act it. It's as if you're doing combat on a table where a table is a physical map. So is it like D&D, really? Uh, or magic? I, it's probably more closer aligned to magic because it is your creatures versus their creatures. However, it's primarily a creature-driven di- game, but the whole point is you're interacting with the board. It and sounds so, like D&D. Yeah, there could be any levels of complexity, which it could be just a flat table, which is kind of boring. But you can also buy hills and trees and things you can put in the way. And so uh, when you're fighting an opponent, your pieces may not be able to hit their pieces because there might be a tree in the way and they can't see them. And um, you may be shooting a bow that only has a distance of, like, on a board, four inches. But if that piece is six inches away, then you have to move and position. And so some of the, like, things we do in yeah. D&D where we interact on a map have that. But this... 40k, along with all the other tabletop miniatures games, are using that. They're interacting with the environment more, a much more complex uh, combat system, but that's usually the whole point of the game. It's just you attack each other until there's no one left. Can we get it? Well, if you thought magic was expensive, go check out 40k. I have heard 40k is one of the most expensive like tabletop games you can play. Yeah. How much is it? Uh, usually you're buying a figure for like 20 or 30 bucks, and that figure's not painted. It is just... So you get a very plain figure. So if you want it to look nice, then you you have to paint it, which is like a probably three to $400 investment for all the paints and stuff that you need for all the colors. Or you pay for someone to do it who's probably charging you like 80 bucks. Now, you were fortunate Uncle Matt paints miniatures and figures, but you're still paying for the figures to begin with, so... 40k is not a game I'm interested so in. So basically, what we should actually do is we should go to Fantasy and get a bunch of figures for D&D. Well, things, well, the reason it's called Warhammer 40k is it costs about $40,000 to play. But we're not going to get miniatures. 
Wizards is doing a crossover. So what are we going to get, Valentine? Four commander decks, uh, three secret layers. Okay. So four commander decks and three secret layers that are 40k themed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, even though that's I, what we're getting, well, yeah, that's what's being released. I don't know if we'll uh, buy any. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see there. But as much as I mentioned, forty k being a miniatures game, it has a whole lore and a whole story behind it. There are factions, and there's a lot of really cool stuff. Okay, what's next, Val, on the news desk? Um, and then double masters. So double masters is the second version of this that you get uh, two rares per pack. That's okay. and about two that. foils, I believe. I heard about it on spoilers, I'm pretty sure. So we have one spoiler so far. What is it? Ren and Six. Um, It's red and green. It's a legendary planeswalker. And it it's a three. Yep, three. okay. So Joe and I have discussed that we would like some Ren and Sixes, but they're, what, 80-ish? Yeah, it's 75 to 80, I think they're right now. What if we pull it? Uh, we pull seven. That's the thing. There's nothing to pull them in. Except for right now, Double yep. Masters. Yeah, Ren and Six has only had one release, which is Modern Horizons One, just pretty hard to find. Yep, sounds hard. And Fine. but it's two mana for a three loyalty planeswalker. Now you didn't go over the ability. No, she didn't go super deep. But the, the point is, on turn two, you're already going to be bumping that up to a four, which means yep. it's likely not going to fall to an initial attack. Yeah. And so that means at the start of turn two, you're doing an extra action every single turn. And on turn two, his ability is actually relevant in Modern or Legacy. Okay. Because you could crack a fetch land and then plus it and get the fetch land back. Yeah. Sure. Pointing this out, this would, I think this would be good for my landfall deck. This would be great for your landfall. Yes, I just read the first ability oh. and it's amazing. Also, to be fair, it's going to be good in about every red green deck. Yes. And that's yeah. where, when we were looking at modern, was it modern? Yeah, modern yeah. that we're looking into. If a deck has red and it has green, it has a red and six in it. Yeah. I mean, it's like a you must add. Yeah, because I believe he's banned in Legacy. So we would only be playing him in modern. He's been out for a long time. Oh. <laughs> this is a reprint. There will be no oh. new cards in Double Masters. These are all old cards that have been printed before. Oh. The deck like Mystic Remora. In theory, it could be. I, I don't I know a, if Mystic Remora is on I have an the old Mystic reserved list. It might be because of cumulative upkeep. Yeah. I think they got rid of all. They're not going to reprint any card with cumulative upkeep. Oh, <gasps> so that means I'm lucky. Yep. Yeah. The, the cards that you got from I think those were Ron's cards. You found the Mystic yeah, Remora. I did. Which is in. Okay. My fraud deck. Commander Fraud deck, which I finally created. Well, let's get through our news before yes. we see what, what, uh, When are we getting Double Masters? What's the release date? July 8th. Okay, so we got something coming up in July. Yeah. Now, we here usually try and do stuff with each release. That might be a little tough. Double Masters is not a cheap set. That's true, but... I mean, it will we'll probably be more than Modern Horizons 2. But we'll see. Yeah, well, or we could just do two pre-release packs. Yeah, and yeah. Just do one side of the table versus the other. Okay. What else we got at the news desk? Um, Donovan area, United, celebrating the thirty years. Yep. So that one is, I know for me, and I'm speaking for Joe, exciting. 
It is. I'm pretty sure I saw that in spoilers too, because I literally went in spoilers at one point. I was just <laughs> scrolling through all the new sets coming out. So they don't have a lot of information yet on that. Yeah, they have like no. cards but we that have, are like a little blurry. We have a release date. So when is that coming out? September 9th. So I already spoke to Joe a little bit, and I think we're going to look into going to a in-person real pre-release for that one. And Jonathan, I was really like excited because we've only done it either in our house or your guys' house. So Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm we've really only excited. done stuff at home. I say that yeah, next, cool. next time we go to Gen Con, because I know that that's coming up, do they do drafts there? I believe so. We could go. We could do that there. I bet there's going to be more walking and stands. Yeah, so there will be walking. There's going to be a lot more vendors. We could, do, we could do two days, because it goes more than one day. Yes, You guys days. can go ahead and go yeah. do two days. And we'll be doing our, our typical one for Gen Con this year. What? And we'll give our listeners ample notice in case they want to meet us down at Gen Con. Yeah. But yeah. That is, I guess, something coming around the corner, too. I think Gen Con is first weekend. I thought it was the second, but I could be wrong. I hope it's the second. August? Okay, so. Oh, I just bought tickets, so we're going. Yeah. The, uh, the last little bit of news. Um, I'm excited. We have a, a promo card coming out. What uh, is that? Uh, the Soul Ring. New Soul Ring. And then how ring. do you get the Soul Ring? Um, spending $50 on sealed magic products. So you have to spend $50 Let's at, do a, it. at an official store, sealed Let's product. Do Let's do it. But you get a very cool Soul Ring. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Soul Ring, Joe? I have seen this already. So what makes it cool? Cool because it is old-bordered, or as Magic calls it, retro frame. Yes. Is it real? Which I believe is the first time it's been printed with the retro frame, isn't it? Yes. Well, there are some very old, old. Well, oh, yeah. But I mean, to get a black border retro frame, you have to go back to alpha or beta, True. which I would much rather spend $50 than probably the 1000 plus. And when you... Yeah. And you get more, like, you could buy Commander decks than that. And not to mention, as much as I'm usually a fan of classic art, I do like that art for Soul Ring. I want it. So when does that release? July 1st. Okay. So it sounds like we'll have some Let's go. trips to the store in July, for Let's sure. Let's go build a time travel machine. I'm, I'm <laughs> very curious if they will probably, like, pre-order a box of Double Masters, if they'll uh-huh. give us a Soul Ring. <laughs> you know, maybe. Maybe. So, I don't know how many they'll have, but... I think yeah. it's reasonable we might be able to get our hands on one, which is all you need for the commander deck. So yeah, I really want one for Yawgmoth. Ooh, choice. I want one for Frog. There you go. I don't know what, if I do get one, I don't know what I'm going to use it with. I Anything really else for news? Local news? I think that wraps us up on the news desk, doesn't it? Yes. There, there's a few other odds and ends, but those are the highlights for sure. Definitely. But hopefully we'll build that into yeah. some future episodes to keep you in the loop. Uh, I know Derek's tied to Magic's yes. Twitter and usually finds things before I, I get across them. But we want to make sure as you're learning Magic, you're staying aware of the events that are going on. Because, again, this is a whole community with a whole bunch of community activities. And we don't want you to miss out on some of these. Especially that Soul Ring promo. Because yeah. it's yes. so beautiful. Alright, so I know that I was talking about fraud, like, twice. I haven't explained it. Once. Well, some podcasts, Joe. I told you guys about my front commander deck. And I finally finished it. 
the cards finally got here. Been here for a while, but I put it together and I've won once with it, but the other times I got close. I know that my favorite card, all of it really, is Chameleon Colossus. That's a good card. You've heard from Christmas time, Matthews is like naughty elf, Chameleon Colossus sneaks in as an elf, turns into a giant chameleon, and destroys everything. Because I like Coat of Arms a lot too. <laughs> I thought it was just a really garbage card at first. <laughs> I actually play it, and I'm like, um, okay, I like that. So that's where uh, <laughs> both myself and yeah. Matthew had, I think, I don't know, Ryan also had. His tribe was warriors. White. He, he did some sort of white faction. Yeah. I know Matt, Matthew and I had, he had elves, I had rats. And you know, that's where we built our decks, and I do remember us both being around for when Stronghold released Coat of Arms, and we're like, what is this magic voodoo? And yeah, that was a game changer. Yeah, it was. Coat of Arms was a a popular hit at our table. I like yes. like I've ha- I have like a pretty sure I have a bunch of them upstairs in my room. That no, I have some Coat of Arms, but I'm like, are they real? Yeah. You might want to sell those. Why? They're not cheap. No. <laughs> Help you towards that fifty dollars for your soul ring. Yeah. Yes. Can I have some money for it? <laughs> so, Coat of Arms is good, but yeah. tell, tell everyone a little bit about your deck. Why is that so good? In your, what is your... Well, what my deck really does is I play frogs out, but what I'm doing is I'm trying to duplicate the frogs and make them stronger and stronger. Like, there's, I'm pretty sure it's called Mists of Litjara, or Masts of Litjara, gets Masts of Litjara. And what it does is whenever I, like, choose a creature type, and then every time I play a spell of that creature type, I make another copy of that. Okay. So I can play um, a Chameleon Colossus and get another Chameleon Colossus. Wow. And then... Um, the thing I will say I've seen yeah. is that it looks like you have a few cards that make all of your creatures frogs. Yeah. Like, so then they all get all those benefits. Like, I like Vanquisher's Banner and Coat of Arms Combo. Okay. It gets a bunch of plus one plus one counters for me. And then my card of the cast, which is a really good card, it is Spore Frog, which is one green for a one one, I'm pretty sure. And you can tap sack it, and it prevents all combat damage that would be dealt that turn. That's a good card. Yeah, fog because is, yeah. Fog is useful. So, yeah, that's my commander deck. How's the deck doing so far? Um, it's won once. That's, I like mean, I said. how yeah. many of you really played it? Like three? Four? Um, five. Five? At least. That's and I've bad. gotten close to all of winning all of them until my opponent somehow plays something or I accidentally play Kindred Dominance and Group Hug copies it and picks Knights. That Group Hug deck it acts helps, like it's really it nice, but it's kind of a headache nah. sometimes. Yeah. Group Hug but, helps. And then when. And then Derek doesn't help when he when he copies he copies his copy spell group hug <laughs> to copy my kindred dominance and then everything is downhill. So I there. think that'll lead into Jonathan built his frog commander deck, <laughs> um, which after talking to Joe, that deck is fun, but it's still kind of in its infancy, so it's not strong. Yeah, so it was it's a frog tribal deck, but. Uh, 
you know, you can do a tribal deck with any creature type. Problem is, not every creature type are created equal, nor do they have synergy with each other as much as others. Yes. And I got Valentine and, with yeah. it today. But, Thank you. Yeah, with coat of arms. But goblins and elves, I mean, those are very easy to play off. Zombies. zombies. I have zombie deck. Um, to some extent, the rats usually have some common theming that they usually go into. But frogs are very disjointed. I mean, they all have, like, single particular uses. They don't really leverage each other. They don't How have How dare you like, disrespect frogs? I don't think they have a frog king. No. Um, or any king of They have species, Dorger. So it makes... You can, while you can, so while you can play tribal, it doesn't mean the deck is going to be very powerful. Because you have to put so much in there to get it to work and have some synergy that it can set either A, you start taking away from the fact of tribal, or B, you just kind of get to a ceiling of how good can you make those usually inefficiently priced creatures that have abilities that don't align with one another. So, so based on the information that, that that commander deck is a little lower power level, I did something I've been thinking about doing, and that was I've had a few of the pre-con commander decks in a box, unopened for a while, and I opened one of them and sleeved that up, and then I'm just going to slowly improve on it, and that was the uh, Mind Seize deck. It was one of the original pre-con decks that has a couple different uh, potential commanders in it, but I'm going with Nekusar, which allows you to deal damage whenever someone draws a card. Yep. That's common you. Yep, that's pretty fun so far. Yeah. Um, true fun. Yeah. And memory jar. And then uh, I made my first round of adjustments, and I put a memory jar in there. That was pretty fun, making them all draw seven and then discard them. And then taking seven lives away yep. from you. So I'm going to start working on that, because Valentine also got a pre-con deck when she was at her mom not too long ago. Yeah. So we all are kind of going to have these lower power level decks to work off of. Yep. And I, I mean, and I usually bring group, group hugs because it's there to help everyone. Yeah. In this context, it might actually be, I hate to say it, group hug might be a little too strong for this group. We played, what, two games with it? Yeah. I would say those two games, it was too strong. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's pretty good about finding the you win conditions, and without having a strong deck to like beat that back, yep, it's gonna get. To and I found out. Yeah, I just needed white mana so I could cast the approach to the second sun. You could cast it too. Yeah. And yeah. I found out not so long ago that um my fraud deck actually has a you win spell in it. Oh yeah. What's that do? I don't know what it. You win. Like you can just play it and. Well, well what it does you is. What um, are the conditions? I'm... So what you do is you get plus one plus one counters on a creature, mm-hmm. and when you use that, when you get plus one plus one counters on a creature, you put a counter on this card, and when you have 20 counters on that card, you win the game. Okay, well that's pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. But I need more win cards in there. True. So that one we got to tweak a little bit more, but Jonathan finally has his frog yeah. deck, which, again... Thank you to Uncle Matt for all the frogs yes. and contributing towards that. So along with the Commander Frog cards that showed up, Joe received a bunch of other stuff. I did. You did? What'd you get? Oh, yeah. I remember. So if you remember, I think a few podcasts back, I mentioned I did a pretty big order again for proxies in which mm-hmm. we were looking at Legacy because a friend's cantrip cartel keep talking about these Legacy decks. Derek and I have had kind of a little bit of an itch to play. 
Oh yeah. So I ordered four legacy decks, um, which again would normally be forty thousand dollars or so, but since they ordered them proxied, not near as much. So those came in with the the frog deck, and we actually had an opportunity to work through and play the legacy decks after we did our frog commander for the first time. And so legacy once again is pretty much any card magic except for twenty or thirty. Yeah, of those really really insane cards. Yeah. But the decks in particular that uh, I put together were Ruby Storm, Green White Depths, Eight Cast, and LED Madness. And LED lights. LED close. Madness. Those would be cheaper. A lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. So so Joe and Jonathan and I got together last week at and IHOP. we and we yep, at IHOP. Is this tradition? I'm on a table. And Joe and I played quite a bit of Legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Jonathan a played a little. Joe, what'd you think? Jonathan, what did you think about Legacy? Oh. He asked you first. I know, but now I'm, I'm directing it to you because <laughs> I've technically played Legacy. It was fun. What did you notice that was different about Legacy? Everything. Well, you're still playing Magic. How is it different than, say, like a popper deck? It has more than four cards of a type. No. No. Isn't it? No. I thought the deck that I played had more. Well, you may not have four of the same card, but you have a lot of redundancy that you may not have in Popper. And then we have a... No, this is the different thing. We had a sideboard. Yep. So this was the first time we introduced sideboards and how we played. Which, That's true. Yep. Uh, yeah, the sideboard is... With, uh, when, when you go to a tournament, you're allowed... With, isn't it Wish? We used Wish. We used Wish, which... Uh, kind of the reason this time. So all of the decks that we've put together for Popper, they all have sideboards. That I haven't bothered fun. ordering them or putting them together because, you know, there's not as much. Like the the format's not as strong to where you have to adjust your deck to be able to meet the um, deck you're competing against. Like it might be too powerful if you don't better prepare for it. Yeah. Bring the cards that stop it. Popper just doesn't have that right now. It's not a tier zero deck to really bring that in and mess up the uh, the meta. And so most of those decks are going to be similar power level and they're not going to be too well they're not going to be too difficult to navigate around even if you don't have the specific cards that you need. Whereas the legacy decks, number one, you had to card which you had both Wish and Burning Wish when you were playing Ruby Storm. Which those cards allow you to actually take a card out of your sideboard. And put so you have to have a sideboard. You have to have a sideboard to do that. And also, these decks are very fine-tuned. Yes. I think, as we heard from Cantrip Cartel, usually they're, I mean, these are already dialed in. These decks are figured out. Another You're going to see then? maybe just one variance from one build to the next, but they're pretty much well-tuned to do what they need to do. Another thing that I liked about it was there's a lot of combos in it. Correct. A lot of combos, like more than a normal deck. You have a lot of cards that will... Function together. Like, there was Synergy. this one dude that it was like, I don't know who it was, but it allows me to copy the spell. Like, I played Burn and Wish, and oh. that creature lets me copy it, Burn and Wish. Yeah, I, I can't think of what it was. Yeah, Man but. Something like that? It, it was like, it was like, tell, it's a storyteller, I know that. But, no, that, that card was busted on there. I think Legacy comes down to which opponent or which person can do their crazy broken thing first. Sure. Yeah. I think, and our decks, it was all about 
Finding oh, yeah, ways then, to not have to actually pay for it. And then didn't I play black, LED Madness I is good at that. green white depths at one point. You'll and I that. liked it a lot because you got to use this really cool combo where you can copy a land and it doesn't it comes in without counters on it. So it activates it and it creates this twenty twenty. Do you remember what those cards were? Um, I know. Okay, that's fine. I just wondered. I I know that one of them was colorless. The other well, one was white. All, all lands are colorless. What? I want Bryant Arbor. All but one land is colorless. What? <laughs> so, uh, yes, you played Ruby Storm first, which is all about the storm mechanic, and eventually went in with like a grape yeah. shot or yep. yeah, that's what some sort did. of extra mana generation into a fireball equivalent or something of that nature. Uh, the other one, Green-White Depths, is all about getting the card Dark Depths out, mm-hmm. which is a land that you put 10 depletion counters on it. Yep. And then once all the depletion counters are gone, it generates a 2020 indestructible flying card. That Derek you can, countered it. That can be a, Dirty you know, blue attack player. your opponent just for 20 and kill them once. One big swing. Um, that one functions with... You remember the? You said you don't remember the card names. No, it was a card. So that got, uh, combos with Thespian Sage, which copies the land that's in play. I would never have guessed that. that. Um, because the counters only trigger when the land actually comes into the battlefield. When it becomes a copy of it, it does not copy the counters with it, and so it triggers the condition where you sacrifice it and get that twenty twenty. And then you use uh, the green white depths primarily functions off of Elvish Reclaimer, and I think that one is pay two tap. Sacrifice the land, look your de- uh, look for a land in your deck, put it on the battlefield. And it just says land, not basic land or a- any condition. It's essentially there. crop rotation. It is. So you have eight crop rotations or crop rot. Why are your crops rotting? So what did you think of Legacy, Joe? It's intense. I mean, it's like turns matter in yes. Legacy. And I think it's a, I think it's called what, a turn four format? Uh, modern used to be turn four. I don't actually hear Legacy being called a turn anything format anymore, but I don't pay as a close to attention. Well, and I guess qualify that also with the decks that we're playing. Yeah. Um, LED Madness, which is Lion's Eye Diamond Madness deck. It's oh, all yeah. about exploding that. your hand at once and getting it done as soon as possible because you're attacking with four two twos or something like that. But You would attack with a lot of 1-1 one, one root wallas that then could be pumped. Yeah. How did you like Legacy, Derek? Well, I love Legacy. Okay. Because Legacy has some of my favorite cards in it. And I primarily played the 8-cast deck. Did yep. I play anything else? No, you seem to really like 8-cast, yeah. but well, blue artifacts. Blue artifacts, those are uh, definitely some of my favorite. I started off thinking this deck is horrible. Um, I did not see a lot going on with it. And then the more I played it, the more I was like, okay, this fits here, this goes with that. This triggers off of this. This can work with that. This deck is awesome. Especially the turtle. <gasps> yeah, Kappa Cannoneer is just... That dumb. card is amazing. Um, but it dies to besage you, yep. as we learned. And so that, it was good to see that it, there was actually a built-in counter. But it seems, if you just look at the deck list, and you just put this whole deck in front of you, you're, you're, pretty much any of them, you're like, why is that? You're like, what, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these things are finely tuned, and you realize, you're like, I need an answer. Oh, have one. Because you're playing with some of the strongest cards in Magic. 
And one of the favorite answers I think I kept running into when you were playing LED Madness is you would drop two to three root wallows, and I would just pithy needle so you couldn't pump. Yep. So while you still had creatures on the board, they were not dealing me an excessive amount of damage. I came up with an idea. We should, because Tommy Gawa came up with a bunch of crew, we should make a crew commander deck. Well, I am very interested in that. Just crew, with, we found out we've been playing wrong this entire time. You guys have been playing wrong. You I knew how. Us? Well, because I didn't understand why you didn't like it. You guys just didn't like it. Yeah, because <laughs> of that. And now I love it. So I uh, don't want to get stuck on this, but there's a rat that is about vehicles that I want to build a deck with oh. for Commander. Ooh. Mm, that might so have to happen. Next episode, maybe we'll talk about that. So I think we've got one more main topic for today. If you were done with Legacy Chit Chat. I think you'll hear a little bit more about Legacy. I think it was a good like first experience yep. with it. We got to try out all the decks. They all seem to be working well. We have not, however, encountered Delver and or Legacy Control format. or yeah or because I am building a blue white control deck. I said we did a format with, I think, nearly no ponder or brainstorm. No, we we are definitely missing that from the. Yeah. And there well, was no have. force of will in any of those decks. Either. Yeah, and so those are some of the staple spells. And I can tell you, it seemed like every deck had a chance. Every Which deck. maybe we just solved the format. There you go, fixed it. Ban all blue red Delver. So we had mentioned that we are going to do another popper tournament. Uh, originally, it was just Joe and Jonathan. This time, we're going to do all four of us. But we also have more decks. I think we're playing what twenty. Yep, 20 decks okay. going into the tournament. Uh, so, Joe and I decks. did a few of the matches, and then Jonathan and Valentine did one of the matches today. Uh, this is going to definitely be a, a process to get all through everything. Mm-hmm. Valentine, what'd you play? Um, Affinity. Okay, so that's definitely a, a favorite of mine. Yes. Did anything stick out to you about that deck? Atog. So is Atog... My card of the cast. So what's Atog do? Atog does plus two plus two. Each time you use this ability, you may sacrifice one of your uh, artifacts in play. And each time you do, you basically just sacrifice an artifact and you get plus two. Mm-hmm. On top of that, one, two. Yep. And then that deck has a lot of other things that benefit from artifacts dying. Yes. Right? Yes. So I believe now... That half of our cast has picked Atog as a card of the cast. Me and Jonathan. Those that are yeah. picking card of the cast. Yes. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yes. Uh, which I guess goes back to Jonathan's mom also from like five episodes ago saying that it should be banned, which it is now. Yeah. Wait, Atog's banned? My yes. mom probably went on and contacted Wizards <laughs> of the Coast and then probably was just like, ban this card right now. On the spot, the next thing you know, boom, it's banned like a day later. Yeah. So, so, Jonathan, you played what against Affinity? Zoo, and somehow won. So, Zoo won. Okay. And I'm surprised what the next thing is. So it, It's Infect versus Zoo. So, Ooh. how many games did it take for you guys to get best two out of three? We played all three. All three, which so, is good. Yeah, I won the first one with Zoo. Then Valentine won the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I won the third one. Okay. Like, I'm pretty sure we 
barely. I'm pretty sure, like, barely won the third one, right? Okay, this is the only reason Jonathan won the third round. Okay, so I got two ATOGs in my... No, you got three ATOGs because you drew another. I got my two ATOGs in my one hand. I played my ATOG once I had two lands out. And then I um lightning bolted it. <laughs> I automatically started laughing when I and saw then that you I had played two. another one. And then I played another one. And, and then he, I killed it. And then he killed it again. And then you played a third one, and I killed I the ju- third one. Yeah, and I do that. And then I just... And you somehow dropped three. I just kind of gave up. Okay. Look at that. Yep. I gave but, up in the first one. You know, as we may have mentioned in the past... Uh, with this particular tournament, we are playing with cards that are technically banned. We we are playing more pre the last two cycles of bannings. Yeah, we're probably into 2020 yep. as, or 2021 uh, deck styles. We did not update it for that. But we felt that as long as we keep all of them the same power level that we brought them on, then we're okay. Yep. So, but we'll see how far Affinity goes. Yeah. Take from there. So far, I personally think we have... Uh, a deck that's probably too strong. That's Which not affinity. That? Which deck is that, Derek? Burn. I think burn. Now, a lot of the deck lists that Joe and Jonathan have, all I believe, are essentially a net deck. You've researched lists, found the one you like the best, and built that. Mm-hmm. Burn is, I went through some boxes of mine at home and went, I want to play these cards, and that's my burn deck. And so far... It is undefeated. No, uh, I beat it once. For the Popper tournament. Okay. Joe and I managed to get through, what, three rounds? Two rounds? Uh, we went through, yeah, three, three, rounds. three rounds. So the first round, I played Burn, and Joe played... Soul Sisters. Soul Sisters, which I was very concerned about that matchup. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, as we've mentioned, it's not just the decks, though. It's also the pilots and the choices being made along the way. Yes. And so... And you're really good at Soul Sisters. I am really good at Soul Sisters, but I took a gamble. And that's where we did turn, or game one was 100% yours. Oh, yeah. I mean, because in that in that matchup, it's all about if Soul Sisters can last long enough for Burn to run out, Soul Sisters will win. Yep. What? And it's just about keeping your life up so that you get to, um, get to sustain that three damage at a time that's usually being thrown at your face. And so first game, definitely got ran over. Second game, Soul Sisters lasted. Third game, I took a gamble, and I had five cards that cost one mana in my hand. And then I had two other cards that were, I think, three mana. And I said, you know what? I don't have any land in my hand, but I'm going to do it. Because any land that I drew would allow me to be able to play spells for five turns. And you never drew any mana? I did not. (laughs) I think I got... Three, or about four turns away from it hitting. Yeah. And so I, I don't know what, what's with that deck. That just mana's usually a little sketchy with that one. Yep. And not to mention two thirds of the, the mana comes into play tapped. Yeah, a lot comes in tapped. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of also by design because you gain life lines. So that one I think is, uh, I agree with you, Derek. That's the one I probably I think was the most sketchy matchup for burn. Yeah. I was hoping it would knock burn out, but it did not. So nope. now because you gambled. Because I gambled, and so some of it's about the player. Uh, then next, Joe and I played another round. 
this is essentially in our first round bracket still. Um, I played Metalcraft, which is red white, and Joe played Black Fairies. Um, there was some discussion about who would play that. Yeah. And what was your decision, Joe? Well, so Blue Black Fairies is actually one that does pretty well in the tournaments that you'll see online. Yes. And so, arguably, Blue Black Fairies is the better deck. Yep. Um, and so, to put that deck at an advantage, I actually played it. Derek is a really, I mean, he's the best control player of our group. He knows Blue better than any of us do. Yay. And the ability to, it's the ability to, to hold off being able to play and being a little more reserved. I'm very aggressive when I play. And so I'm just trying to pump out creatures, which really makes me a bad control player. And so to offset the power of blue black, me too, whenever I get the chance to play something, I play it. Um, and, and and it's just a play style. But to offset the power level, I took blue black, gave Derek Metalcraft, which I pretty much gave him another burn deck. Yeah, Metalcraft is very similar to my burn deck, but heavier on the artifacts. Which, if you go back to the legacy discussion, I like artifacts. Is there some sort of theming like throughout your entire life? Yeah. At least in Saga. So uh, I won that one 2 0. Uh, yeah, so that, far, that is the only 2 0 match we have. I think that one is just too much aggression on the board. Like it yep. was, you know, the Metalcraft kicked in first game. Yeah, the like, first game. Now, the second game, it took me a while. It did. But I mean, it was just creature, 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 yes. creature, creature. And when you're, I mean, you're dropping your whole hand a turn and and just the blueback fairies is there to distract and didn't do a whole lot of distraction. Nope. Because there's too much on the board. So, so didn't Metalcraft win? Metalcraft won 2-0. So what deck is next? Metalcraft verse? Uh I don't know what that's verse off the top of my head. I'll look at it. I'll look it up real quick. But then we went we did one more round. We got so one then one deeper. Joe and I moved into the next round. Um, which put Burn against Rats. Um, I played Burn, and Joe played Rats. Mm-hmm. Um, Why am I not surprised? Because Rats is Joe's deck very much. Burn is mine. We could have still switched and gave each other an unfair advantage, but I think it'd be better for us to have a, an advantage. Please say that Rats won. Um, what happened, Joe? Well, and I also think it would be better for me to be playing Rats just to I probably play rats the best, but I mean, it's not like that's a super hard deck to play. Um, but I think it'd be good to try to give that as much advantage as we can because I also know every single card in that deck. Yep. And I know what could come out of it, and so that also gives you a little bit of an edge as you're playing too. And so uh, you know, the goal with rats, kind of with Soul Sisters, is it's always burn. You have to outlast Soul Sisters. The goal was to outlive by gaining life. Rats would be about discarding those cards out of your hand because every burn spell that gets discarded is three life, I'd say. Yep. And so trying to get Derek out of cards was the main objective there. First game, I don't think we had much of a chance there. No. We just got burned over. I, I, I swept you pretty fast, that one. Yeah. Second one, uh, rats did their job, and you ran out. I think you also drew half the land in your deck. I drew eight lands that game, uh, which is just shy of half. And so that led to you running out of burn spells pretty quickly. And then once the discard comes into play, is enough to where every turn I was going to find a way to make you discard. So you either had to play it or pitch it. Yep. And then it was just a matter of swinging with a bunch of 1-1s until you got dead. And then the third one, um, again, kind of landed a little bit on the player. I took 
little bit more of a gamble. I didn't only think two lands, but then I didn't hit my third one until like turn three or four. It had to oh, be four. No, it had to be like four or five. Yeah. I mean, I, I missed a turn or two in the land drop, which put me a little behind. So I was still only playing one creature a turn. And Burn has a problem keeping up with it dropping two creatures a turn. But when I was playing only one at a time, you're able to keep pace with it, especially as you're feeding your kiln fiend at the same time. Yep. So, and that's something that my burn deck, I have not seen in any other burn deck or popper for that matter, as I run kiln fiend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've Love that card since original Zendikar came out, and I think it's amazing. And I will run it in any deck. I think that it has a benefit, and I think it does in burn. Yeah, that one's it's too easy to trigger that. Yeah, I mean to not. I think it's one in red for one two. Yep. And so you're a little behind on the stats to start because it normally two mana will get you a two two. Yeah, true, but the ability would make it to where it, you're the, not triggering that ability usually doing red rock. Yes. Or, I mean, you've got some issues it, with you, you could honestly probably print that card at colorless red for an O one or an O two, and still be strong. Agreed. And it's not—it's not, not going to be a great blocker, but if you're blocking with it, usually you're, you're doing it wrong. But yeah, unfortunately, rats have fallen. I Dang know. It. Yeah. We need to beat that stupid deck. Yep. Rats. No burn. We gotta burn gotta... every. It's burning the forests. No trees. No oxygen. Yeah, we gotta burn the burn. Burn the burn! I think. Or infect the burn with water. I think Dad's deck is better than Rats. Well, just, we actually kind of proved that a little yep. bit today. Just well, it's not better than Rob's. But infect. I can tell you then now with those updates, that means that now Infect's gonna get a chance to actually go against the deck you won with, Jonathan. I know. Going against Zoo. And, and then I Metal, guess Valentine's going to be doing Zoo. Yeah, Metalcraft is going to go against Cycling now, which I think that was probably the better matchup because there's no control. Yeah. And with Cycling, if you counter the uh, the mana supply and the little bursts, you can very easily throw off a combo by putting a counter spell on it. And so that, I'd probably be better suited with Metalcraft. So I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup. So then that puts us with four games in, 14 games until the final. And so probably going to be another three sessions or so. I would at least three, yeah. probably two, and then a finals essentially, so a third. And then Jonathan, maybe you and I can do a few of them when we get an opportunity to yep. start working through them. So expect some more future updates all around the pop. So far it's fun. So a lot going on the last few weeks of Magic, and we'll continue to be uh, working through our tournaments. And and keeping you up to date. Keeping you up to date. With the new family gathering news. The FGN. Hosted by Valentine. Me. Until then, I think we're all tapped out.